if you are located outside of the European Union, the United Kingdom and or Switzerland, then you need an authorized representative. So I have a good news, you have found it with Easy Medical Device. And if you are also in need of an importer in Europe and in Switzerland, then contact us definitely at info at easymedicaldevice.com. I-N-F-O at easymedicaldevice.com and I'm sure we can help you. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast. I am Munir Alazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standards today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Lazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com. And today we'll try to talk about the relationship in the companies between two different departments, if I can say. So um, here we are more talking about the quality and regulatory affairs department, but we have multiple departments in a, in a medical device company. And sometimes we are not going all in the same direction or we are not having the same objectives or this and that. So. Um, and I wanted to talk about that with Omar Khateb from uh, the, the founder of Khateb and, com and company, um, who will be helping us to also understand the side of the marketing and sales uh, people, if I can say. So Omar, welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Thanks, Munir. It's great to be here. It's a big fan of your show. I think you do a fantastic job. And, you know, the industry, we're very grateful to have somebody like you. Great. Thank you very much. I'm really happy because I mainly, I see also what you are doing. So if, if people are really willing to also know more about you, you are also doing uh, some videos, some podcasting, some live episodes also with uh, on LinkedIn. So yeah, I'm really encouraging people also to look at uh, main, mainly what Omar is doing because he's also doing a great job for marketing activities within medical devices, which is definitely, great. <laughs> definitely. Exactly. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you the links to my, to my show. So the show, the state of medtech, but I have some other links for your audience. So I'll be sure to give it to you so you can put in the show notes. No problem. I'll do that. So Omar, can you just make a small introduction? I mean, I, I tried to explain what you are doing, but maybe you can take take us more on, on, on this. So can you make a small introduction of yourself and what who you are and what exactly you are doing within your day-to-day -day activities? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, so who am I? So um, I'm a, first of all, and first and foremost, a very proud husband and father. I have a wonderful wife named Il Kim, and we just had our first child, a baby boy named Bear Khan. Congrats. Um, thank you very much. Uh, I was born and raised in Texas. Um, uh, first generation American. My father's from Iraq. My mother's from Turkey. Uh, went to medical school in Texas, but halfway through, I dropped out and uh, pursued a career in medical technology. I started off, uh, man, over 10 years ago now uh, with Mazor Robotics. It was the first robotic spine company. So I carried the bag. I was in sales. And then um, after some time, I got promoted into marketing. And when I did marketing for the last uh, you know, 10 years, uh, what I've really focused on is commercial marketing, which is how do you get people to adopt a product? How do you help the sales team? How do you drive pipeline? You know, unfortunately in our industry, I always say that uh, we don't really do real marketing. Uh, what we do is uh, product management. And then for fun as a hobby, uh, uh, people go and do marketing at a conference, you know, okay. and get leads. And so I'm trying, you know, and so because of that, I started my own company. So the last 10 years have been at robotic uh, robotic companies, software companies. And now this year, I decided to start my own company called Katib & Co. Um, and our mission is actually very, very simple. Um, we're going to change the way that we sell and market in medtech, very simply put. Um, I believe that there's a way to drive product adoption at scale, to grow pipeline, 
and to do it in a thoughtful and genuine way uh, where physicians enjoy it. And that's specifically through social media and also other digital channels. Um, so along with that company, you know, we have a program called the Medical Sales Network Effects Program, teaches people how to um, essentially do what I do in terms of selling and marketing at scale. Actually, one of your colleagues, uh, Karandeep, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Karandeep is actually in my program as well. Um, and so, you know, it teaches you how do you, how do you develop a brand on LinkedIn, but how do you sell, right? How do you sell at scale? And then along with that, we have the show, the state of MedTech, which we interview a lot of, uh, uh, experts in sales and, uh, physicians. Um, and it's, it's quite a lot of fun. I've been having a lot of fun. So that, that's kind of like a little bit of maybe a minute and a half intro on me. <laughs> no problem. No, it's really great. I mean, I, I like that because I, I see also your enthusiasm on, on doing what you are doing and liking that because it's the same for me. I also uh, build my company because I'm really passionate about quality and regulatory affairs. And it's why yeah, today maybe the talk will be more about yeah how the relationship are between quality and regulatory affairs, people in a company that are looking more at regulations and how to place products on the market. And on the same way, marketing people, sales people that have also to help to place those devices on the market in another way. So how those things are, are working. So um, it's in, in, in your vision, in your perception, have you had a lot of relationship with quality and regulatory affairs or even the laws and uh, all the things that are related to medical devices? And what was your perception of that? Yeah, very much so. I mean, look, uh, marketing, marketing is deeply involved in quality, quality and regulatory, and especially for me, because, you know, the companies I've worked at were all first of their kind technologies. They didn't have a reimbursement code, even uh, very little clinical publications. So like we had to be very careful about what we say. So yeah, I worked very closely with quality, quality and regulatory, um, regulatory really specifically on what we're allowed to say and do, you know, uh, the quality side, you know, again, because product management is a big part of, uh, of our industry on the marketing side. So I did work with quality a lot, but yeah, you know, I think that there's a lot of times a division or a friction between the marketing and quality and regulatory marketing wants to do a bunch of things. Regulatory, you know, wants to make sure the company doesn't get sued, you know, and there's, you know, oftentimes a lot of, uh, budding of heads. And then sometimes more often than not, sales is doing something, regulatory gets upset, blames marketing, you know, it just kind of goes back and forth. So I think there's more effective ways to work with with, with each other. So in terms of uh, of those those companies, so for me, I'm always, um, if I can say, uh, showing an example of what is a company. For me, it's like a football field. Uh, you have a team, you have, I mean, for soccer, for example, you have people on the uh, a goalkeeper that is there to avoid any issues, if I can say, any goals on, on their side. You have the defense, you have the attack, you have the middleman, you have the all those people that are... But everyone, they have different positions, different things, but at the end, they have one goal. Are mm -hmm. you feeling the same also when you are looking at some manufacturers that at the end, yes, we don't have the same role or we don't have the same position, but at the end, we all have the same goal Um for, for placing those devices in the market and helping also the, 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 the patients. Of course, of course, at the end of the day, I mean, this is, look, I could have stayed in the software industry and made a lot more money. You know, I'll make, I'll make, I'll make a lot, a lot of money in this industry as well. Yeah. But you know, a lot of people told me like, you know, when they saw me starting a company in med device, they're like, Oh, why don't you go more on the tech side? Like specifically software, like marketing sales software, there's more money. And I'm like, because like, who cares? Okay, great. Like you, you, you help a company that, you know, uh, uh, does what, like enhance sales effectiveness or, uh, you know, 
they, they do marketing automation. Who cares about that? I'm very proud of the industry. Like even me, you know, I have a company that does sales training and education, but I'm helping companies make sure that their life-saving products not only make it to market, but they get adopted, right? Just because you have a great product that's, you know, going to change medicine doesn't mean doctors are going to adopt it. Like you need salespeople, you need marketers and stuff. And so, yeah, at the end of the day, it's all about the patient, right? That's that's the big thing about this industry. We, we carry a very big responsibility for what we do. You know, because at the end of the day, like we're dealing with human life. Exactly. I mean, uh, for for me, I'm, I'm always having uh, because yeah, we are quality and regulatory affairs, so we are we have also to think about the patient at the end. Uh, in terms of the law, and as you mentioned, not to the company not to get sued or not to have any recall or any, any issue on the market, etc. But yeah, you have also to think that at the end there are people that will be using that. It can be your mother, your father, your children, your. Uh, your spouse or, or, or whoever that you know also so you have to think of of that also when you are accepting to have some devices that are placed on the market but did you had any if i can say uh, because i know that i had some interaction with marketing and they were really creative if i can say on the way to try to sell their devices or to put the the good punchline if i can say to to convince doctors to buy their products or some 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 people to buy the products so and on the other side you have more regulatory that say oh no this word you cannot use that because if you use this word it means that this word is difficult it's maybe misleading also so did you have this kind of interaction also with i mean between those departments to say we are even talking about word per word yeah yeah that happens and what i would what i would say is um on one side, uh, I've I've dealt with regulatory where they're like, you know, you can't say this or can't say that, right? That that's they're just doing their job. And sometimes regulatory, just like you know, it's just like legal, that they're, they're a little bit they put too much constraints. Yeah. True. Right. And 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 I think that from a regular story standpoint, you have to think about a balance. Cause you can you can do it where everything is re uh, regulated. And like all these, but then you've you've constricted so much of what you can do or say. You it the sales and marketing can't at that point. This is why um, sales and marketing. If you, if you go to a company, I can always tell how regulatory department of a company is because if I look at the company's marketing materials and yeah. I talk to the marketers, then I can just be like, oh, it's not because the marketers are not talented. It's because literally regulatory has put such constraints that all they're going to do is just sell on features and benefits. And nobody adopts a product on features and benefits, right? That's just not how it happens. On the other side though, what I think that marketing needs to be better about, and, and I want to define what marketing is in for my terms. Okay. Yeah. If you look it up and, you know, um, and actually here, this is, this is, I know we're going to go a little off script here, but I'm going to go to my app in Merriam-Webster's and I'm just curious because yeah. I actually haven't done this. I'm going to look up marketing and let's just see exactly what it says. So marketing says, so the, the first definition okay. in Merriam-Webster's dictionary is the act or process of selling or purchasing in a market, the process or technique of promoting, selling, or distributing a product or service. Okay. So I'm going to change that definition a little bit. Okay. What real marketing is, the byproduct of doing good marketing is having the process of selling, promoting, and distributing a product. Real marketing 
involves engineering and molding a market. And the way you do that is not by coming in with your product and saying, oh, look, here's my, here's our product, all the features and benefits. Do you want to buy it? Because the answer is going to be no. The real way you market is you put the product away and you say, let me demonstrate to you how our company, our people are experts about this one problem. And here's the name of the problem. Here's all the little problems that are associated to this problem. Here's how you solve those problems on your own. Here's how technology can solve those problems. And when you do all of that, then you say, by the way, that's why we developed this thing to do this. Because I if you think explain. about, yeah, that's, and, 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 and if you go through this process, guess what happens? The regulatory people are very happy about it because you're saying a lot of interesting things that are valuable to the customer without talking about the product. So one example, okay, is I tell marketers, I'm like, if you sell a robotic spine, like a robotic system, yeah, don't say your product, say, hey, using robotics, you could potentially do this. Like you don't have to say, and a lot of times this is where marketers get lazy. And, and regulatory, the p regulatory people I worked with, they all liked me a lot. Okay. And I worked, I worked hard for those relationships because I would sit down with them and I would say, Hey, here's how we're going to use the imagination. Cause then I would start teaching the regulatory team how marketing works. Cause what regulatory usually ends up dealing with, and Munir, you tell me if I'm wrong about this marketing shows up and says, here, here's, here's a piece of paper. Here's what we want to prove. What can we say? They don't have a conversation. It's like, can we do this? Yes or no. Regulatory wants to be involved. So I bring them in. I say, hey, come in. Come sit in my creative sessions. Come sit in our team meetings. This is what we're going to do. And I and I make them part of the team. I say, hey, regulatory, what do you think about this? You know, Omar, we got to be careful about this thing. It's like, okay, you know what? That's helpful. And, and what I tell my teams, you know, in the past, regulatory makes you better. Yeah. This is the unique thing about med device in, in other areas of marketing and other industries, you don't have it regulatory. You can say whatever you want in our industry. The way I look at this is that rather than looking at, cause it never made sense to me many or many years ago, people were like, Oh, the regulatory people, they just ruin everything. Exactly. I'm like, I'm like, that just seems like a very easy way to blame somebody. And I said, you know what? I'm going to change the way I look at this. The way I look at this is that it's a constraint, but they're making me better. The obstacle becomes a way. And so I say, you know what? Now they're just going to force me to be a little bit more creative, a little bit more better about how do I market, you know, because any, any idiot can come and say, Hey, buy our product. And it's going to make this result happen that you don't need to hire somebody and pay them a six figure fat salary to do that. What you need to hire somebody is to say, Hey, here's the product. Okay. Your surgeon. This is where they are today. This is their current situation. Here's the problems they're dealing with, the pains they're dealing with, all the things they don't like. And here's the future where they want to be. How do we get them from here to there without mentioning the product? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's about. That's the process. Sorry, I kind of went on a little bit of a rant there, but that's no, that's what I think it should be. No, it's, it's really great. And and uh, I, I really like what you are saying because uh, also on the fact that you are involving regulatory because... Uh, what I'm the experience that we have mainly as a regulatory person with many companies is the fact that um, if I can say they are calling regulatory at the end, 
when everything is done, everything is ready, it's like here is the here is the folder with all the information. Now you can submit and register your products all over the world, etc. And we have everything. And there we start to have the problem because we start to read. And as you said, this sentence is not good. This sentence is not is not okay, etc. And then blaming regulatory to say, oh, they are blocking the system. They are blocking everything. They are not uh, letting us uh, meet the deadline, etc. This is mainly what we are um, seeing when we are working with companies. So I'm really happy to see kind of your methodology or your, your thinking, because it's exactly that. For me, it's more about if you involve regulatory from the beginning, then we are working together to arrive to the same objective at the end. If you are just putting regulatory at the end as a milestone to say, now we have done everything, we have met our deadline, and now we give everything to our regulatory. Now they have to make the extra mile to register. This is not for me the, 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 the best strategy at all. But did you have this experience or maybe talked with people to say, no regulatory, we don't involve them at all and we just wait until the end? Yeah, um, it's really stupid <laughs> to, to wait till the end. In my opinion, in my opinion, because like, you know, people think, here's why, why a marketer will do that. They involve, and I remember somebody I used to work for told me this, and I remember I was like, "That's the dumbest." I was young, and I and I even knew I was like, "That just sounds like a stupid thing." Because my thing is like, okay, where can this be held up? Where can where can we get slowed down? Regulatory and legal process. Let's do that at the very beginning, so we know the rules of the game. Because if we go to them, if reg, if regular just regulatory just says no, we're not going to do it. What's the next course of action? Would I have to go to the CEO and tell the CEO? It's like going to your parents saying, oh, hey, mom, dad, can you tell? Like, And and for me, some marketers, they're not even marketers in my opinion. They're literally like low-level admin at that point. That's how they function. They they come up with something. They go to regulatory. They don't have the ability to think through and, and, and negotiate. That's what it is. It's a negotiation with regulatory. And then they have to go and say to the CEO, oh, Mr. Ms. CEO, uh, regulatory is being so mean to us. They, they're not approving this. Go tell them to, to approve it. And that's why a lot of people don't respect marketing in our industry, because that's how they act. Versus what I do is this. And, I, and I'll give you an example at um, uh, Petrero Medical, the regulatory people I worked with, uh, Shruti um, uh, was one, Rose was another one, great regulatory people, Sanjay. Um, from the very beginning, I go get them and like, hey, here's what we're going to do, or here's what we want to do. And I don't ask them, can I do this, yes or no? Yeah. The 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 correct way to do it is say, how can I do this? Yeah. Right? Because now it's not a yes or no answer. Now, regulatory does what they want to do. They want to consult. They want to advise. It's like, you know what? You could do it this way. You could do it that way. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, what if I do it this way? No, we don't like it that way. Okay, what about like this? Yeah, that's better. Okay, great. And then more importantly, as a marketer, you know, when I started a company, the first group of people I talk to is usually sales. The second group is regulatory and quality. Because I And I sit down and I say, hey, look, I want to know how you run things. I want to have a good relationship with you. I want us to be very close. So the more I understand about what you need and what you don't need, the better, the easier this is going to go. Right? It's clear. No, it's really clear. Yeah, exactly. Hey, just a second. Do you need an EU, Swiss, or UK representative? Then choose Easy Medical Device. We can represent you and also become your importer. Contact us at eo at easymedicaldevice.com. In, in terms of, in terms of, um, of this activity, so 
as you said also, um, so regulatory is more in the back, if I can say. They are not touching or not talking directly to the customers, not trying to convince them of the products. Not They are really in the back, helping, like a back office helping. But at a certain point, you have also some customers that are coming and say, oh, have you heard about this law that it will be coming? Have you heard about this new rule that is coming, etc.? So do you think that marketing or salespeople are... Um, also in-house trend to know those legislations or those rules that are happening because we are in the real no. environment. So do, do yeah. they know that and they can explain that to a customer also? No, definitely not. That's why regulatory exists because regulatory is, is the one who has a pulse on the market, on the legislation, on the laws to look at them, translate them, and then educate the marketing and salespeople on what to do, right? And again, like, look at, let's look at, so people who, who always get in trouble with regulatory and marketing is sales, right? Why does that happen? It's because the tools that sales has been given by marketing don't work. And so the salesperson has to, they have, they have a quota to meet. Otherwise they don't make money. Their family doesn't eat. So, so what are they going to do? They're going to, they're going to just be like, whatever, I'm going to break the rules. You know, they'll send an email using their personal email or, you know, call on their personal cell. And so I think, again, this all goes back to marketing. I have a bias towards marketing where I feel that marketing runs the ship of the company. Marketing in our industry touches every other department, regulatory, quality, all these things. Great organizations, they really, in my opinion, they start with strong marketing because marketing is like a quarterback. They don't score the touchdowns all the time, but they orchestrate a lot of things. And so that involves having good relationship with regulatory and quality, having good relate translating that to the sales team. You know, so... I've had salespeople who say, Omar, I know regulatory said that we can't make this claim, but you know, that's, that's what the customer relates. And when you become a, an expert of the customer, right, as a marketer, you say, yeah, you know what, that's true, but guess what? You're our competitor. They can say the same thing. Yeah. We don't need to, we don't need to say those things. We need to focus on this different approach. When you think about persuasion, this is the, and this is the thing about, this is the, the best part. When somebody makes a decision, we all know this, but we don't, we don't, when we take action, we don't, we don't, we don't abide by this law. We all make decisions, everything in life, who we marry, what we buy, et cetera, based on emotions first yeah, and then logic second. Regulatory is dealing with the logic and object objectivity. You don't need to mess with that because that's not where decisions are made. The decisions are made on the emotional side, which part of that from a sales and marketing standpoint how can you get the person you're selling to, let's say a surgeon, to focus on the pain they're dealing with today, right? And then imagine a future where that pain is no longer there and somehow take your product and put it in there and realize that's the vehicle I need. You don't need to make claims to do that. You know, no, that's, that's, that's the thing. It's, it's really clear. And um, as you've said also, some sales or marketing people, they are saying, oh, regulatory said that, but we can do uh, something else. So do you think, it's more a political question maybe, but do you think that the rules or the, the legislation is too high or there are there are too, ma too many constraints because, yeah, regulatory is saying that you cannot do that, but it's mainly coming from the legislation, from the politics, from the people that are putting that in place. So do you think at a certain point that we are, our industry is really highly regulated and maybe too much? It depends. Yeah. 
it sometimes sometimes it, it does it does feel like that um those regulations not all of them but a good amount of them come up for a good reason right and again like for me it really depends it depends on it depends on the law and the legislation it depends on 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 what it is but for me i mean i have a very positive uh confident mindset and so when i see problems all i see is opportunities yeah. you know so 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 when regular so when something comes out that just made it more difficult in the market i get excited and i said oh man it just got more difficult for everybody exactly. which means which means it's it's an opportunity to like be innovative and again keep in mind i'm a startup guy so like i for the last i don't i don't know anything else for the last 10 years my my personality has become the one where i got used to going to bed with problems and fires and everything. And for me, I'm just like, man, I love this. Like we can, this is how innovation, innovation, people like to think it's this like very beautiful process. It's like, you know, it's like a dream. No, it's, it's a very brutal process. I mean, look, I'm in the process of, of, of innovation myself right now. I'm engineering a market. I'm trying to change things. Like I'm a handsome guy, but you can tell on my face it's, I'm working a lot, (laughs) you know, this is this is part of it, you know. And if if it's not for you, it's yeah, it's not for everybody. But true innovation involves, which involves these hard conversations. And again, with regulatory, they're not your enemy. You're on the same team. Yeah. They, like they, they exist for a reason because you know what? If you don't, let's just let's just flip the script. Let's say you have a, a regulatory person who just doesn't care. Okay. And they're like, yeah, you know, this is fine. That's fine. Everything. Well, you know what? If you don't get that right, so here's here's something every marketing and salesperson is gonna get very angry with me, but this is the truth. Okay. As a company, you can screw up and hire the wrong head of marketing, wrong head of sales. You're gonna lose money, you're gonna lose time, you know, it's and it, it's gonna put you in a bad position, right? But you can fire them and you yeah. just start over. You hire the wrong regulatory and quality person, your company could be dissolved yeah. within a year agree because because you 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 do something with fda is just going to shut you down completely um you know you or can you have do some recourse you can have a lot of things yeah that are, and, and, that, that on the market, and you're so. done you're exactly. done at that point and even i mean the market will, will reject you investors will reject you so like whether people like it or not regulatory and, and quality is like extremely important the one thing i would wish is I wish investors and CEOs put as much emphasis on the caliber of sales and marketing as they do regulatory and quality. Because like going to market, a, a top regulatory quality person, that's like the most important thing. And I agree. Same thing with the marketing and, and salesperson, though. Um, so in, you know, in terms of in terms of uh, collaboration now, um, because in the other side, you can also have some regulatory persons that are um, too much strict, if I can say, or they have they are above the law if i can say they are they are putting more rules or more constraints right. than the law this is also thing that because they are afraid also and they say if we do that even if the law is here if we put that ourselves here it's better so then we are more mm-hmm. safe etc but it's then constraining anybody to do something to move or this and that and also making sometimes some marketing people or sales people uh, yeah angry because they say why my competitor can say that and you told me that I cannot say it, etc. So there are also some uh, yeah. kind of, this kind of situation that is happening. Uh, so it's why, yeah, also regulatory should be 
listening also to the other department like marketing, sales, and as you've said, discussing. So now in terms of this collaboration, marketing, regulatory, so what will be your advice to people that are listening now that are maybe in the regulatory or the marketing realm? What will be the best thing to do to try to help, to enhance, to to be in a best, better position, have a company that is really having a team working together and not having a conflict in, inside the company? Yeah. And, the, you know, your audience is mainly regulatory. So I'll give you some, yeah. give them advice on how to be a great regulatory leader. Yeah. I think being a great regulatory leader is to go out of your way to really understand the customer and understand what market he's trying to accomplish. Because then, and again, part of this is that either you ask, you know, and, and let's say you have a marketing person who's like, bring regulatory in at the end. Tell marketing, like, look, I want to understand your process. I want to think, I understand how you do things. I just want to sit in some meetings. I'm going to, sh- I'm going to be in the background. I'm not going to say anything, but if you let me do this, I can on my time think through how to help you. And then more specifically, more specifically, how we can avoid not allowing a project to move forward. Right. And I think that's a lot of times like the regulatory puts all the pressure on marketing to figure out the solution. A lot of times like uh, uh, Shruti J. Kumar who, uh, and Rose, who I worked with at, at Petrero, um, I would speak to them a lot and they would come to me and say, hey, we were thinking about this new new uh, uh, approach you're going to do, this campaign. This might be, have you thought about doing it this way? And they would go and look at other marketing campaigns and think like, hey, you know what? I know we can't say this. because So at the time we were trying to promote our algorithms. We couldn't yeah. say anything because we didn't have F, uh, FDA designation for it. So they would come to me and, and give me some ideas. I'm like, you know what? That's a really good idea. That's the other thing is that removing your ego from this. Exactly. Right? Look, as a marketing person, I'm just going to be very frank. I take advice and I take input from everybody, but I'm not going to take everybody's advice, yeah, yeah. right? I'm very open door about this, but just at the end of the day, know that I'm the head of marketing. And so what I determine is best is for a reason. But that being said, I tell people, hey, come give me your ideas. I'm not going to act on all of them, but we're, we, we might use some of it, right? And so for a good regulatory person, what I would say is like, the more you understand, for example, what marketing and sales is doing and how you can help them, the better. And so sometimes, and I think this is why, like as a regulatory person, if you know a little bit about marketing, mm-hmm. right? Like if there's actually here, this is going to make every one of your audience better. Everybody should buy this one book. It's very, very short. If you don't buy the book, you can look it up online yeah. and it, you'll find a summary. It's called The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing by okay. Al Rees. This is a classic book. It's like maybe 40 years old. It's like the Bible for marketing, but it's very, very short. Those 22 laws, if you read them, you'll learn what it means to be very good at marketing. And then as a regulatory person, you can work with the marketer to come up with like better ways to position the product and everything. No, but Versus it's, just features it's, and benefits. Yeah, it's it's really great. The, the the fact just also to, as you said, to remove the ego and everything and just to say, okay, um, I'm here to help the company and I'm here to listen to you and I'm here to go and work with you. I think it's also great because marketing are more seeing sometimes maybe regulatory as the one that are coming with, here is the rule, here is the thing that you have to follow, here is the, the, the scope and the pathway, so you cannot go outside of this and that. So, But here, as you've said, listening 
to the marketing, listening to what they are doing, how they are doing, and see, let's work together on this and that. I think it's really a great thing. So yeah, if the audience can follow that and go to your marketing department and try to listen to how they are doing things. Myself, I mean, when you are saying that myself, I'm trying to do that also with my the marketing teams I'm working with. Usually I'm, I'm asking them if they can invite me to those uh, seminars that they are doing with all the salespeople so that I, I'm going there listening to what they are talking about and and uh, understanding and talking with also salespeople to understand how they are engaging with customers, what are the difficulties they have, if they have any issues with the customers about regulatory or quality, they can call me and we can have a quick discussion about that, etc. So this is a, the objective is just to say, I'm here to help and to support you because you are the one that will be really pushing the products on the market. So I'm here to help you to do that and not to stop you to do anything, uh, anything like that. So it's why your your advice is really important. I think people have to follow that uh, to really try to engage the conversation and just go and see how uh, people are doing. I know that in the big, big companies, the issues is that, yeah, we have a big building with a lot of people inside. Oh, and at the end, we don't know how yeah. to speak with all of us. But I mean, don't, don't ask me about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big company guy. I, I don't even ask me about it. But, but, you know, what I would say is like, Munir, like, you tell me as a regulatory leader, uh, what are what are the things that marketing does that really make you make you feel like uh, frustrated? Like I'm I'm just curious. Like for the marketers listening to this, like what are what are some things that marketing people do that you're like why why are you doing it this way? You know, like g- give me a little give me a little insight here. No, the the, the only thing that uh, we have is uh, is the, cr- the the difficulty we have sometimes with marketing is the creativity that you have. You are thinking too far sometimes. You are. Uh, trying to find the right wording that uh, is making the this product like a magical product, if I can say, mm-hmm. like uh, sparkling everything, etc. Which which makes it. And from our side, we are more analytical. We are more like, as you've said, we have some rules and discussions. So why are they using this word, which makes these things? Is it really that? I mean, at the end, even we are asking ourselves, is it really doing what you are saying on this product? I mean. This is just the fact that we are trying to move a product that is doing maybe a, a basic function to like something that is marvelous and that is magical, that is things. So this is just the thing that can make us a bit uncomfortable because we are not understanding this way or not understanding the, this kind of thing. But mainly the use of words, the use of images, the use of... Uh, I mean, this is the thing that makes us sometimes un- not really comfortable because we say how this will be received by the customers what they will understand by looking at this image of, uh, I mean, wh- you know, when, for example, you are using some eye drops. I mean, I was working for some companies of eye drops and they were using those eye drops to say that those eye drops with the formulation that you have, you can even protect yourself against the sun. So like, it's like uh, sunglasses. I said, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, it's, exactly. it's, more, it's more this kind of thing where they, uh, we are going too far sometime on the, on the, on the, on the, on the advertisement or the wordings. Exactly. And like, look, I mean, again, this is the problem with our industry is that there's so much focus on the actual product and sometimes just it's like less about the customer i mean look i'll give you a great example let's just say uh this this thing which by the way in case anybody's curious yeah, it's yeah. this company called um oh they should have uh oh De- yeah delta Del- delta hub it's very interesting it, it's it's for my wrist okay. okay but we're gonna pretend it's a medical device what a marketer will 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 say, let's say this is for a surgical product. Uh, so I'm big on surgery, um, and they say something like, "Have a perfect, get a perfect surgery done every time." And a regulatory person's like, 
are they going to get a perfect surgery every, you know, every time? It's like, no, it's like, so we can't say that, right? Because it's just regulatory is science. Exactly. It's, it either it is or is not. Exactly. There's no marketing. And again, this is why I say the marketers in our industry, they're all product managers. So they do product management with regulatory and everything goes well there. But the moment they start doing real marketing, okay, what they do is not real marketing. What they do is, in my opinion, arts and crafts. Okay. Actually, my my good friend uh, and and marketing mentor Christopher Lockhead uh, says that he's like marketing that doesn't drive revenue is not marketing. It's just arts and crafts. So then when they do arts and crafts, they come up with nonsense like this. They watch a Coca Cola commercial or Procter and Gamble and think, oh, we're we can be like Procter and Gamble. We can be like Nike. Let's just say these random things. You can't. Versus something that's 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 much easier, right? Instead of saying a perfect surgery every time. What about you say something like this is like, imagine a world where you have less to worry about in your surgeries regarding X, Y, Z. You're using the person's imagination. And again, I think the imagination is the most powerful thing because if somebody thinks I could get a perfect surgery every single time, that's up to them. That's in their head. The key is how do you give the right, you know, like, like, look, regulatory is like, Hey, we can't, we can't allow you to just sell, like, let's say we're get, we're making mixed drinks, for example, you know, um, and it's like, you can't sell, uh, an old fashioned, like you just, you can't do that here. Right. You're not allowed to marketing wants to say, no, we want to sell old fashions. Well, instead put the scotch out, put the bitters out, put the orange and, and kind of guide the customer's imagination. So they put those things together in their head it's still the same thing. At the end of the day, marketing wants a message to get into the customer's head. Regulatory says we cannot put that message in a vehicle and put that in their head. Well, find a way to separate that out and let the person's imagination go to work to put those things together. And what's better is that a lot of times, maybe a surgeon's like, you know, not interested in having a perfect case every time. Maybe that's not something they're thinking about. When you use the imagination, every person uses what's what's important to them. That's why you know, scary movies, you know, the preview of the trailer, that's usually the scariest part of the movie because exactly. they, they never show the monster. They do hear the, you hear like some sounds and you see, but everyone in the movie theater uses their imagination to picture the scariest thing possible. Right. So but again, like we have to do the trailers also for that then. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And again, like what I, what I wish marketing would do and, and this trend what marketing a great sales team is going to be their 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 foundation is really much really laid by marketing is rather than relying on some brochure some pamphlet where it's like hey this device perfect surgery every time all these like features and benefits becoming masters and experts about the problem your your product solves if you become the best at that if you when you when you own the problem the name of it, all these things, you own the solution. So if you look at my content, a lot of people didn't even know that my program is called the Medical Sales Network Effects Program. Okay. I should probably work on that a little bit. I don't care to, you know why? I spend most of my time getting on podcasts like this, writing, doing videos, becoming the expert when it comes to selling at scale using social media. My name comes up because I own the problem. I explain it. I give it names. I, I teach people how to solve it and by by and by 
uh, then the byproduct of that is that when people are ready to buy that solution, they're like, we'll, we'll buy Omar Khatib's program, whatever the hell it's called, because like, that's where we've learned everything about this. No, it's clear. It's you really know? clear. So Omar, we thank you uh, for all the information that you have provided. So how the how you can help the audience or how maybe you the, the, the audience can contact you or what, what exactly they would need from you? Yeah, what I would say is like, I look, I'm across all social platforms like uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, obviously. Uh, I, I did as much as I did not want to do it. I do have a TikTok. I'm not crazy okay. about it, but you know. I tried, but I gave I gave up on this one, but I tried it also. <laughs> yeah, I I have a lot to say about that one, but like you know, it's okay. I don't keep it on my phone though. <laughs> yeah. So, but you can just find me just looking up my name, Omar M. Khatib. I'll provide links to you to share with the audience. Another thing is that they can check out, check me out on LinkedIn or go to my website, KhatibandCo.com. Um, I just launched the website, so it's not perfect. Uh, but I'm uploading a lot of great webinars, a lot of great resources on there. But I'd say like probably the best and easiest way to to engage with me is uh, either LinkedIn. I post a lot of content on there or even on Instagram. Yeah. You know, so those are the best ways for people to find find me. And also, I actually um, I'm, I'll give you a link for your audience uh, on a short webinar that I, I recorded just on a lot of the strategies I talked about, even though it's for marketers and salespeople, I think your, your regulatory audience can benefit a lot from it. Yeah. No, I think it's great. And uh, as we said, so uh, we should not just listen to regulatory uh, things or quality things. We have to open our minds also to other departments. So it's great to have you. And also regarding uh, what you have said, I think it's great because you have the mindset that will help us also to really reach out to uh, the the marketing people or sales people in the right way and also try to uh, get really advantage of, of all of this. So really thank you. And I hope yeah people will be uh, watching um, your content. So as I said, follow Omar also on LinkedIn. Uh, I will put all the information in, uh, in the show notes uh, so that you can get uh, all the details. And yeah, for sure, it would be really a great, uh, great person to, to talk to if you have any maybe problem with your marketing or sales people. I'm sure he will be able to help you. So Absolutely. Omar, really thank you for participating to the podcast and uh, I wish you a nice day. Thank you, Manir. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.